Hello, welcome to the Tech for Good podcast. We are very passionate about two things, technology and our world. In each pod, we will be interviewing some fascinating people, business leaders, but those with a special interest in solving the biggest issues facing humanity today. Think the environment, think healthcare provision during a pandemic, think global social injustice. If you want to know more about technology's immense potential to fix and transform, then you're in the right place. In this episode, I speak to Tom Wright. Tom is Head of Digital Engagement for NDL Software, a technology company delivering solutions exclusively to the public sector. He believes the sector has recently turned a corner when it comes to digital transformation and innovation. In the interview, we discuss how RPA can be the first step to change for public organisations, and Tom shares insights on his own career. But first, I ask him if the perception of the public sector being behind the curve with technology is a fair one. Traditionally, maybe. Uh, I don't think that's the case anymore, if I'm if I'm completely honest. I think, obviously, the public sector's moved on a hell of a lot, even, you know, just in the, the last couple of years, really. Um, you know, there's a hell of a lot of really exciting tech out there, whether it be um, AI. Obviously, we provide, you know, RPA, robotic process automation apps, you know, wearables. There's, there's loads of really interesting and kind of uh, forward-thinking uh, tech out there. Um, and I think... NHS in particular, they're, they're using data uh, much more efficiently. You know, it's much more accessible throughout throughout trust. They're sharing it much better within their own trust. Obviously, you know, the aim is to, to try and share it better with, you know, neighbouring uh, organisations as well. Um, you know, that being said, I think from a, an NHS perspective, there's still um, paper out there. You know, the aim is to try and eradicate all the paper and use you know technology rather than that kind of cumbersome paper there's still some out there we're getting much much better but there's still a little bit of a uh, bit of work to go on that and you know we need to need to definitely 100 we need to try and remove all the paper and, and use some of the technology that we you know that we use at home and in our, our personal lives we at Tech for Good would definitely support that notion for sure. You said, Tom, that the last couple of years have, have seen things change a bit. You mentioned the NHS. Healthcare is obviously a, a big area in public sector. Is it healthcare that you've mainly seen kind of things accelerate when it comes to technology adoption or other areas, maybe government as well, other public sector areas? Which areas have been the most common, would you say, when, when it comes to this? Yeah, no, I definitely think NHS, you know, I think there's been a hell of a lot of, um, you know, different pieces moving forward and a, a lot of work that's that's gone into that. But obviously as well, uh, social care, uh, we work uh, with, with police as well. And there's been a lot of, you know, enhancements and, and uh, involvements uh, across across those as well. Um, I think my own personal view, I'm really passionate about the NHS, you know, I'm really passionate about using technology uh, to try and uh, remove burdens from clinicians so you know they can just focus on doing their job I suppose you know rather than you know it sounds silly I suppose but rather than getting bogged down in, in paper and, and admin tasks let them go out and and, and care for patients um, you know um, I think from a, an NDL perspective as well we've seen a, a hell of a lot of that uh, over, over the years um, and give you some examples um, you know using de- digital technology um, we work with a lot of trusts around um, mobile apps so 
clinicians rather than kind of having information trapped on paper, they use mobile apps. You know, examples of that would be, uh, I don't know, Nottingham Healthcare, Mersey Care around uh, mental health observations, you know, looking after some, some really vulnerable patients, you know, having access to the right information at the right time so they're able to kind of care for those, uh, those patients better, really. Yeah, and really good examples. And I think it shows what can be achieved, especially, you know, in public sector where you are very literally at the service of the public, you know, it's yeah. technology can have such a positive impact, can't it? But what, what would you say to some of the biggest challenges that public sector organisations still face when it comes to technology adoption? Um, so the biggest challenge is probably culture still, probably culture. Um, you know, um, technology for some people is still uh, a scary, scary term. They, they kind of jump to almost like the the worst case scenario, if you like, we we provide uh, RPA software, and um, you know a lot of people refer to that software as kind of uh, robots. And I think a lot of people have been watching kind of AI, uh, you know, the AI movie when uh, you know the robots take over the world and all that, uh, all that stuff. Um, but I think we can eradicate a lot of that with you know an education piece, um, working with the end users, you know, doing our best to truly understand what they want to do and, and building solutions around them so instead of you know uh, having off the shelf solutions sit down with users find out what their requirements are you know truly understand what the benefits of you know creating digital technology and, and providing digital transformation in, in that area and doing a really good job to try and educate them and explain what the benefits are and if you you know, you work with us on X, Y, and Z, this is what you're going to get out of it. And I think if you kind of carry that out, you know, that cultural and that uh, uh, jump and that cultural challenge is is much less. And I think I've worked at NDL for just over 10 years and, you know, now is completely unrecognisable from what it was 10 years ago. You know, people are much more affair with, with, with technology now because they use it at home, uh, whether it's, you know, Alexa listening to music or, you know, uh, using a, a, an iPad shopping, it's much more familiar. So I think that 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 step into uh, digital transformation is, is now much lower. Um, but it's still something as a you know as a technology company, we we educate our customers with to try and approach these uh, these projects in the in the right way. Hello, I'm Daniel Brigham, editor of Tech for Good magazine. I hope you're enjoying this podcast, and if you want more, you can head over to techforgood.net for some compelling and thought-provoking stories. From high-tech insect farms that could solve world hunger, to a global mission to counter the spread of COVID-19 disinformation, we've got Tech for Good covered. You can read and subscribe at techforgood.net. Those organisations that are maybe maybe still have that fear that you mentioned earlier and are struggling to make that first step on the topic of process automation, so RPA, yeah. which is yeah. something you guys do. Like, how how much could like how much potential is there in RPA to be that first step for organisations? Because there are a lot of things that can be automated and a lot of things that can be transformed quite quickly using this technology. So yes. for the public sector, that must be quite appealing. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I mean that we, we get kind of told that every day, every you know engagement we have with with customers and organisations that are, are just starting to work with us. I think you know RPA it can well it is proven to make a difference in the NHS. There's lots of success out there. You know, uh, uh, organisations using our, our our platform, and I think as you said, there's you know the possibilities are almost 
endless if, if you like. It's a, it's a very flexible tool as long as there is, uh, there are rules, um, there's, there's logic. Um, you can program a, a software robot to kind of carry out that, uh, that, that process and, 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 and fully automate that, that process. I suppose the only question is, is it worthwhile? Is there some benefits at the end? What is the benefits? Is it releasing time from clinicians so they can, you know, again, carry out their, 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 their proper role, I, I suppose, if you like. Um, but RPH, again, it's such a flexible tool, whether it's um, uh, migrating millions of documents. So I'm going to just kind of spit out a few examples, you know, across our community. You know, we've seen trust migrate uh, from one system to another system, migrating millions and millions of records. Um, pulling information from lots of different legacy, potentially siloed uh, information, and then presenting that to a, a clinician as, uh, as one view, um, which will then allow them to make a, a more informed decision because they're presented with all the information rather than being kind of trapped across all these different back office. Um, cost savings, eradicating the rekeying of information. We still see people kind of plugging the gap of Rekeying information from system A to, to system B. Um, and, you know, overall, in summary, I suppose it, it gives you uh, a real opportunity to, to, to get access to the right information that you need to kind of carry out your role, do it quickly and, and easily. And again, just allow clinicians to, to focus on their, their particular role rather than being bogged down in, in uh, laborious kind of admin based based tasks, which I certainly know I don't. <laughs> I, I certainly, it's not my favorite part. There's always going to be a little bit of admin, but if we can try and remove as much as, as possible, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be a good thing. Um, and just kind of just focusing on, on RPA, we're seeing um, a real, a, a number of real interesting uh, projects around kind of intelligent automation. So aligning RPA alongside AI, alongside cognitive kind of services uh, whether that be chatbots or machine learning or, or all those other fantastic emerging technologies what you're able to do with rpa is align them with your kind of your your existing um, potentially legacy landscape you know using rpa is the kind of almost plugging the gap between this newer technology to potentially some of your older your older systems as well so yeah you know just a fantastic opportunity but again as I started, there's lots of success out there. This is not a new thing. You know, we work with lots and lots of trusts. So um, there's lots of evidence out there. So if you're looking into it, go and speak to some of these trusts that have already created those automations. Yeah, it's really interesting and, and such a high potential area, Tom. Now, for listeners who maybe aren't aware, can you give us an overview of what NDL does? What, what is your position in the market? So we, uh, we're a software company. So I'll start with the basics. We're a, we're a software company. Um, you know, we're really focused on um, trying to remove manual tasks and paper from the public sector, whether that be NHS or, you know, police education, all those kind of other uh, segments that, that I mentioned. Uh, we provide local software tools and services so that organisations can um, build very specific solutions and wrap that technology around their individual requirements. We see, um, you know, lots of organizations kind of doing the same things, but they have different teams, they have different departments, they have different processes. So our ethos is give organizations the tools to make a difference, you know, make them easy, make them simple to use, provide the training and allow them to build their own 
their own solutions. Um, uh, a little bit around the technology, we have a, a digital layer. Now that enables organizations to uh, create and deploy e-forms and mobile apps you know, really, really quickly. Um, lots of examples in health, um, anything from clinical photography, um, collecting immunization consent, uh, pre-op assessment. We've seen obviously lots and lots of vaccination projects projects and, and testing over uh, you know, the last few weeks and uh, well, over the last few months and, and, and year, but also non-clinical um, focuses. So um, uh, we, we have trust uh, uh, collecting patient meals on large acute wards rather than using menu cards, we can use apps. Um, so, you know, real kind of diverse set of different solutions focused around apps and e-forms. And as we kind of, we discussed earlier, we have a, an RPA offering which uses software robots to you know, remove uh, admin tasks, have software carrying out admin-based tasks rather than having uh, you know, clinicians or potentially back office staff uh, doing that. So there's kind of separate offerings, but what we see a hell of a lot of in, in our community is uh, the two kind of layers being used together. Um, it gives you the, the ability to have kind of a, a, a modern front-end offering for clinicians, but also have the robots kind of plug in the gap with the back office as, as well. So it gives you a lot of flexibility, the two kind of layers uh, working together. Now, Tom, you mentioned culture earlier and how important culture is to sort of technology adoption. Um, what about the culture of your own company, NDL? I know there's a real motivation to work for what you call the public good. What, is, what do you mean by that? Is, does that kind of passion for public service and the potential of technology to transform public service drive your company every day? Yes, certainly. I mean, that that's kind of what we're about. Um, you know, we, we, we only work in the public sector, you know, we don't work in kind of financial or insurance markets. We know, you know, we, we know what our experience, where our experience lay, you know, we understand the, the, uh, the public sector delicacies, should we say, and, you know, it's potential, you know, if we're looking at RPA, the delicacies around specific, back office systems, you know, we're over, you know, we, we've always focused on public sector, we're, we're passionate about, you know, making a difference, whether it's wards, back office or, or, or delivering, delivering meals. Um, and the other point is, it's, you know, we have a, a direct relationship with, with all our customers. So it's our product, we have a direct relationship with all our, our customers. And what that's meant over the years is that our product roadmap and our tools have been very much shaped by listening to the public sector, our customers, you know, them giving us enhancement requests saying, well, we need, I don't know, video functionality within our app or et cetera, et cetera. And um, so what we found ourselves, you know, it's something we thrive at working kind of um, in the public sector, but also the products are perfectly aligned to, you know, what we feel uh, the, the requirements out there in the public sector. Well, do you want to keep up to date with the latest in enterprise, technology, and digital transformation? Visit digitalbulletin.com for news, long reads, thought leadership, and so much more. That's digitalbulletin.com. And what about your own background, Tom? You said 10 years. Is it beyond 10 years? Or are you nearly at 10 years? What are you at now? With um, I, I think it's about 10 years. Well, I, 
I realized when I popped up on LinkedIn, it was 10 years, two months when people were text uh, messaging me saying, congratulations, a decade. And until then, I didn't really quite, quite realize if I was, if I, if I was honest. Well, um, congratulations on that. So um, give us a bit of an insight into your background. How did you come to sort of be in this space? Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm, um, I'm kind of a, um, um, you know, just a tech, you know, thrive from technology, I suppose, you know, I've, I've always been interested in 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 technology you know growing up in uh, you know through high school and college and stuff like that um so i've always been interested in that and and then i suppose out of um pure chance really i got the opportunity to to work at ndl just over 10 10 years ago and never really looked back if i'm completely honest you know um the, the good thing is because we provide software tools all our customers they use our tools sometimes the exact same way but you know there's quite a breadth of different solutions that that you know customers have and, and members of our community have built so it's always been really interesting rather than just being involved in the same projects you know the same you know same type of requirements um and, and yeah just you know i've just thrived off really you know watching customers build one solution then move on to the next thing you know then move on to the next app and just you know just seeing the, the benefits off, off off the back of it um and obviously as, as i've got older i haven't understood a little bit more about like the nhs and and, and what they do and just kind of just yeah just built on on that experience really and it must have been an exciting journey especially in the last kind of two or three years if you consider the pandemic as well and the impact that's had on technology adoption and many yeah. public sector organizations being forced to go down go down this route that must have been i don't know you've you've kind of been on this journey with the public sector in a way haven't you because you've yeah. you know the technology adoption has increased as you've gone on in your career yeah yeah certainly no it's definitely um well i think i read a start around it's it has been more kind of uh digital transformation in the nhs in, in the last 12 months in the last five years or something like that you know it's been it's been great to be be a part of it but you know our experiences go back a lot longer before the pandemic and there was a lot of trusts and organizations still doing some some incredible things um we, we've worked with lots of trusts recently around vaccinations and testing for covid so that's been really nice as well um we you know we've we obviously watching the news over the last year there's been lots on on the news around covid and the pandemic it's been quite nice to kind of sit there and think yeah we're we're assisting that we're assisting there you know we are making you know make, we're making a, a, a real difference so yeah no that, that's great that's great so I, mean, to, I guess to have to have that feeling about the work you're doing the direct impact it can have on people yeah is what is what public service is all about right and and tom on a final point looking to the future and and maybe taking the lessons we've learned from the pandemic about openness and and sharing data and sharing technology for the greater yeah. good do you think going forward that's going to be a really important aspect of kind of technology and digital development in the public sector is that organizations be a lot more open a lot more transparent about what they're doing with data how data can make different make a difference and how technology can be used in different ways is that is that is that something that you sort of believe going forward yeah i think it i think we have to you know definitely around the the, the data point you know sharing data between organizations but um from an ndl perspective what we really push is this this concept of kind of sharing uh, uh solutions so whether it be an app or an e-form or uh, uh, an rpa kind of automation it's um 
if one trust is, is is carrying out that process and another trust does something very similar, well, why can't those trusts work together? You know, really reduce that um, uh, time to live, make uh, you know, um, make a difference faster, get benefits faster. That's got to be you know, that's got to be a, a great thing. And do you see, and do you see an appetite from your customers to do that? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. We've got this kind of bit of a bit of a cliche that makes me me cringe a little bit. But why kind of reinvent the wheel? You know, why why do we need to do that? We we have a a really buoyant community of of, of customers, um, and and that that acts in lots of different ways. So that's a mechanism for for us to communicate with our customers. But also, we see a hell of a lot already, and even before the pandemic, a hell of a lot of uh, community members working working together you know sharing uh, sharing code sharing templates um, because ultimately they have the same goal really they they all want to uh, you know empower the way that their teams deliver the very best in kind of service and care um, there's lots of experience in the community you know we certainly you know encourage it yeah we'll just give you an example we run um, what we refer to as the ndl community awards we're all kind of the members, they get together, they they kind of present to each other, they explain how they've used the technology. It's all focused around kind of inspiring further usage in in, in the, the public sector. And, you know, lots and lots of times customers have seen what other customers are doing and said, do you know what, we've got we've got similar issue um, and we connect them and they carry, you know, they have a conversation, whether it be just sharing knowledge, whether it be sharing templates. Um, in fact, a fantastic example, actually, and, and just around the vaccinations. So a customer of ours, uh, Morecambe and Bay, they created a, a fully integrated um, COVID testing facility. Um, and then they were able to very quickly share it with another two local trusts. Um, and within a matter of hours, the other two trusts had stood up the solution and they were you know, they were vaccinated, you know, and you know, studied up, tested it, and then they were vaccinating. So they were just were the sort of stuff that Morecambe did. They looked the process was very similar. Obviously, they changed the logo and stuff on the e-former, and they you know they changed the integration methods and stuff. But just a great example of how working together you can really make a difference. You know, much much faster than if you if you're siloed and, and you're on your own, I suppose. That was the Tech for Good podcast. Listen, subscribe and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher.